and welcome back to another episode of Going for Two, presented by our good friends at Home Field Apparel. I am the host of this podcast. I am the publisher of the Extra Points newsletter. It's Matt Brown. I'm joined by my co-host, my colleague here at D1 Ticker, Brian Fisher. How are you holding up, man? As we're wrapping up here this week. I, I am ready for another uh, weekend of football. I, I tell you what, it's uh, been been kind of a crazy uh, come down from uh, another wild weekend of football, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, conference play beginning in earnest. You know, it really kind of feels like all right here 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 we go. You know, this is kind of another break in the action, and uh, you know the stakes stakes are ramping up right now for for a lot of teams across the country, including one we will uh, talk about uh, today. Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm excited about it too. It's starting to feel a little bit more like fall you know, here in Chicago. This was the first day that I wore a, a hoodie, a hoodie of course made by our friends at Home Field Apparel uh, to go take my kids to school and pick pick them up. I'm gonna it feels a little bit more like fall, which I think helps reinforce the the football and everything here. Um, there are we're gonna. I mean, there's every every freaking podcast on on the internet right now. I could talk to you about Alabama and Ohio State and who's gonna make the playoff in Georgia and God knows we'll be talking about that stuff a little bit later on. Uh, not not in this episode. Later on, meaning later on over the course of of the season. Today, I wanted to do something a little bit different. It's been a minute since we've had a guest. I teased this earlier here. I wanted to talk a little bit more about. Appalachian State. We had that. We had that. A, a really good freelance story on extra points from Ethan Joyce, kind of talking about what this means on the administrative side. I wanted to get a, a perspective of what it's like to be at an absolutely bananas game like this, at a bananas setting with bananas context, uh, from a, a person we don't we don't get to hear from in this way very often. So we're going to bring in our buddy um, Adam Witten. Adam Witten is the voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers. You heard his dulcet tones. This I'm saying this with love. Just screaming <laughs> at the at the end of the game, right? This was not a dispassionate radio call, you know, breaking down exactly where the ball went. I, I what I love about this is Adam responded how you would probably did when you watched this live. It was how I responded when I saw the the clip a little bit later because I was kind of in between games when this happened, which is screaming, which is what a normal human being should do on a on a on a hail mary, especially after two back to back bananas weeks. Yeah, um, and, and it, it was great to see the the video too. They have the little booth cam, and and he he tweeted out the clip. You know, you can fo- follow him on at on, on Twitter, and and it was great to see kind of see the reaction, just kind of in the booth of them going crazy as they're screaming. Yeah. I, I think I think I I kind of reacted similarly to just watching this play without the screaming going on, just like aghast. But yeah, it, it, it was it was quite the call, and uh, I I can't wait to uh, to get into that and, and much more about App State with with Adam. Yeah, so let's bring Adam in here. I want to talk a little bit about. His thought process behind the mic, what what and what the pageantry before, during, and after this crazy game meant for somebody like him. Adam, thanks so much for joining us. I, I want to ask maybe a stupid question first. It's been a couple of days now. How how, how are the pipes feeling? <laughs> like a, you, you, there there was a, there was a lot of intensity there on the call. I imagine you're probably a little bit hoarse the day after, right? Yeah. Uh, Pipes are they're, they're holding up okay. I'll let you guys be the judge of that, but um, it was a little rough because it was the combination of that game plus the previous two games, which were bonkers, and yeah. then not being able to fall asleep very early after the adrenaline high of what that game was. So, little sleep combined with the chaos of those football games last Saturday specifically. Yeah, it's it's. Been a little strained, but uh, nothing a little uh, hot tea can't cure. 
<laughs> I the, of, of everybody in FBS, I feel like Appalachian State football so far has stubbornly refused to do anything normal. It's been like it's everything all at once, like all of the time for for, the, for these past three games. You've been doing this for a minute. Is there normally like a literal like physical recovery time that has to occur after you know being on the air for a, a while, or is 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 you know, how you're feeling right now pretty standard? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, we're 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 recording this late in the week, so feeling it's pretty standard right now. But typically, you know, a, a, a football game is is a long day, and anybody who does college play-by-play particularly football will will we'll understand this because we do a we do a two-hour pregame show um there's a lot of talking that happens beforehand um because you know you're you're going over things prior to the broadcast you're you're meeting with people you're saying hi to people when you get to the stadium so you're you're using your voice quite a bit and then you go through the, the you're, you're you're straining your voice you're you're exercising that muscle to its highest degree for several hours during the game then a post game show and usually you know and, and my my wife and will will tell you this as well i have about an hour and a half drive home after the game um i live in winston salem and and i commute to boone so on that drive home it is totally silent I don't like to talk to anybody on the phone. I will call my wife when I'm on my way home, but I, it's usually a pretty quick conversation because I just, you, you need that hour and a half of, of complete silence. So, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> not even just for vocal recovery. I would imagine just because you're so dang overstimulated. Oh yeah. Cause I'm, you have to I'm, be so yeah. on that entire time. You're, you're, you're definitely drained. Uh, you're not tired because I I'm usually on a pretty big high after a game, even after a loss, win, loss, hail Mary or winning by 50 points, you're on a pretty big high. And so, uh, but physically you're just, yeah, you're, you're spent, you're spent. Um, and that's that's me. And I think that really speaks to just how impressive it's been that this App State football team has done what they've done, because for the amount of energy that I'm talking about putting out there, it's it's a fraction of 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 what they do. Um, and, and I do want to say this before before I forget, this is the perfect name for a podcast for somebody affiliated with App State to join. <laughs> because we because we just got finished with the second miracle on the mountain the first one was an infamous two-point conversion gone wrong for Furman, and so go for two or going for two or some facsimile of that phrase is something that it is thought of very highly in the app state fan base to the point where when we won our second national championship back to back in 2006 and back when schools were still creating commemorative DVDs to celebrate historic seasons, as we were trying to think of a name for what to call that DVD, which we obviously we just went with go for two. Well, we, we, we appreciate uh, the, the great naming and, and the synergy there. Uh, it, speaking of 2006, I mean, your, your new color analyst, uh, you know, I, I think talk about a baptism by, by fire in terms of the, his start to uh, to to being uh, your, your, your buddy in the booth there. I, I'm just kind of curious, you know, in, in terms of developing that uh, relationship uh, you have there with Brandon, like, like what, what, what is that like? And, and how has how it kind of helped by having these three crazy games in a row? Well, it's 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 the repetition of after every single game, looking over to him and saying, "I promise it's not always like this," but then having <laughs> to repeat that every single game so far. Um, he is he has been thrust into one of the most amazing stretches of football that we've ever experienced at App State, and he's a player who was on the team for the first miracle miracle on the mountain in two thousand two. 
and he was a part of the team that won our first national championship in 2005. So he's he's been through a crazy finish, and he's been through this team winning games that that are of the highest significance at the time. So Brandon's used to that, but you know, at the same time, I, I think what what's great about him is he cares. He knows a lot about football. He's taught me things about rules of the game during the broadcast, like in real time, where I've had to really catch myself and audibly mention that's a really good observation. Um, and that's the thing that he told me when we were you know, evaluating people for the position this year was he's a football junkie. He's played it. He's coached it. Um, he, he studies it and watches it all the time. And he really wants to be doing this and really cares, prepares well. And you know, I, I've always said, in, in a lot of things related to broadcasting, particularly that analyst position, if you have the right attitude and you're coachable, we can teach you the other stuff, you know, and that, that is the foundation that's there with someone like Brandon, which makes him really easy to work with. I want to talk about that for a second, because obviously to prepare for a game and especially a game that's going to have a lot of, uh, of national attention, college game days there, you've had two absolutely bananas uh, weeks you know, prior coming up to this, you're going to want to do a lot of preparation. You want to, you want to give yourself as much information to execute as best as you can, just like the players do. And within the last 30 seconds of this game, like... All, all hell breaks loose. It's a, it is. The, the, I, I, I'm trying to actually not swear as often, but I do believe the exact, but like broadcasting terminology for the last two plays of the game are. It's a holy shit moment. Yeah. Can you walk me through what happens with all of your training and trying and, and trying to to let the moment breathe, but also you know you're reacting emotionally because you're a human being. Walk me through your brain on that last play. Oh, and and what's what's going to go down is I imagine a rel a pretty iconic call. Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. That's a that's a good way of of stepping up to that question as well because the one thing that the coaches talked about and the players talked about after that game is you know we practice those situations right, um, and they do. I've seen it before. They yeah. late in the week all coaches and all players and all teams go through various situations of end of game where, whether it's onside kicks, whether it's hail Mary's, whether it's uh, you know, you've got a chance to run two plays with no timeouts and you got to set up for a, for a long field goal, kneel down situations, everything. Yeah. Uh, broadcasters don't rehearse that stuff. <laughs> we don't <laughs> practice for those moments. And so, yeah, all of, I, I like to think of myself as, as, you know, trying to, portray a certain amount of polish in the way that I do the game, because ultimately the most important thing is that you give people an understanding of what's happening. That's, that's the most important thing that you can do is people know exactly what's going on. Uh, we did not do that in the final call. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, even though they couldn't understand a word of what we said, they knew that something spectacular had happened and maybe putting reading between the lines. Okay. They, they scored on the hail Mary and we just won the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in that moment, honestly, Matt, I, I you just react. You do. Yeah, and you're and, a human being. Correct. You know, and and I think in 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 all the feedback that we received from that, the thing that that I, I probably appreciated the most was a lot of people saying, You guys, you guys came across and and portrayed that moment the same way that we reacted to it. And and ultimately, when you're the quote unquote voice of a program. Um, you want to be someone that that can speak on behalf of the team and on behalf of that fan base and that group of people because you are the local broadcaster. You know, you are not a national broadcaster, right? Um, and so I think more than anything, that's what that's what we appreciated. 
you know, I, I, yes, it would have been nice if people would have known exactly how the play happened because we had to do it several times after the fact and say, okay, here's what happened on that play. Um, because it was more than just the ball being juggled and caught in the end zone. There was a deflection at the five yard line. The ball was caught. He runs around the right side. There was an incredible block on the play. All these things happen that you want to be able to do to paint the picture. It, it just doesn't happen in that moment because if you see the video of us in the booth as well, like we we just react. It's just your emotions take over. Um, you 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 have no your your brain just like goes into overdrive and it's all this big blur and. After the fact, I was like, I don't know what that sounded like. I don't know what, what it looked like. And I did not know until we went back and heard it in the postgame show. And we watched, I watched back on our booth cam what happened because you're just, you are, your, your mind is just kind of in a different place right there where you're just not thinking clearly. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you framed it that way, honestly, because, I mean, one, it, it's an important way to differentiate between your obligations as the local broadcast and your audience versus what might be on ABC or, or national broadcast. But I, I imagine with with diligent training, this could be beaten out of your skull. And, and, and you could, you could, you could, you, after doing enough of moments like this where you could train yourself to not, you know, to do the Keith Jackson and he got it rather than losing your mind after Vince Young, you know, going to the, the Rose Bowl. And, and, but do you, do you think for this kind of audience, for the kind of work that you're supposed to be doing, if you did that, would that make you a less effective broadcaster? Do you, do you, would that take away from the final product if that was no longer part of your emotional repertoire or range? It's- you know, it's an interesting question, and I, I've I've never really thought of that. But I but I think the way that I would answer that, Matt, is is to say that when you when you associate whatever the call is of that moment, when you when you put that up against the play, how does it make you feel? You know, does it does it make you feel anything? Does it add something to the call? Because I I don't think other than people not knowing exactly every single second and moment and detail of, of the actual play-by-play, you know, outside of that, I, I think we just, we did our job in trying to explain just the, you know, the holy bleep of the moment because that's what it was. It was, yeah, it was exactly un- right. People either reacted the way we reacted or, or were in stunned silence with their jaws dropped. And so I think if, if I would have, kept it together and tried to be very professional and polished and said, and the ball dropped into his hands and there he goes around the right side, heading to the corner and he's in and app state's going to win the game. You know, you're thinking, okay, that's, that's, that's a cool play. It's, it's great that we scored. We won the game, but it, but it kind of leaves, it kind of leaves it up to the, to the audience to determine how big of a deal was that. And I think the way we reacted, people, people will automatically think something, amazing just happened and hopefully that's what we were able to convey rather than um something that was a a little bit more understandable so you know i mean it's It's a good point yeah so i i I think that's the way i kind of put it across is you hear it and you know it's just a lot of screaming and yelling but when you hear it you know it, it represents something that is absolutely bonkers it's you guys were a lot calmer the the week prior, and I know because I was actually listening in in the car on the varsity app uh, to to you guys' call of the A and M win. Uh, although there was a ton of excitement certainly at the end of that game, I, I'm just kind of curious what what has the fan base emotions been like the last three weeks? It has to be an absolute roller coaster because you you get that two point conversion. Speaking of two points, you know, the two point conversions again to North Carolina. You, you have the A and M win to follow up, and then this kind of ending. Uh, I, I mean, are App State's fans kind of bracing for uh, something crazy next week as well? 
I, I've just been saying to people like, um, you know, when <laughs> I jokingly respond to people who ask for for meetings or things like that, I say, unless this football season kills me, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> and that's kind of what our fan base is saying. But um, I, I can't, Brian, recall, certainly there's never been a stretch like this in the history of our program. There have been individual moments like Michigan, nothing will ever top that. Um, there's been individual moments similar to what we've experienced, but nothing over the course of consecutive weeks between the North Carolina game, the Troy game, college game day, and, and, and Texas A&M, all of that. Um, and, and the thing about it is, is kind of what you're talking about within each game and with each, within each closing moment of each game, those in themselves had their own roller coaster of emotions. The North Carolina game with 40 points scored in the fourth quarter, there were, there were multiple times when emotions went from hopeful to deflated back and forth, back and forth. And so you're doing that for one game in the fourth quarter. And then against Texas A&M, you kind of went through that as well, because while app was never trailing in that game, they still, you know, you go up 14 to seven late in the game and then there's a kick return for a touchdown. And now we're tied and college stations rocking. Um, and, and you keep going on that roller coaster in every single game. And then certainly we know what, what the Troy game was app had mounted a 17 play drive to try to take the lead late in the fourth quarter against Troy. And you're, you're thinking they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to pull this out. They're going to pull this out. Oh, incomplete fourth and goal on the two yard line. There's barely any time left. Oh, we're going to lose. Oh, wait, no, we're not. They're taking a safety. Okay. Well, we're still losing. Okay. Well, we've got the ball in good field position. Oh, but we just threw three straight incomplete passes and now we can't try a long field goal. Oh, wait, you just completed a hail Mary. So that, that back and forth in every single game, has within everything that happens in the context of the game and in its entirety, it's, it's, it's been a ride unlike anything we've ever experienced and why a lot of people I think are just, man, could we get a nice 31 to 10 game this Saturday? That'd be nice. I, I know your head coach is, is probably thinking that as well, but, but what, what has it been like to, to get, be around Sean Clark and, and just kind of understand, he knows the program, obviously be, being a former player, how, how much has that kind of helped you in, in your gig as, as a broadcaster and how much has it really helped this season uh, knowing that he has been so even killed? Sean Clark is, is one of, I can't say enough great things about, getting a chance to work with him. He is one of the most authentic, uh, genuine people that you'll come across in this business. Um, the, the person that you see up in front of the media is just, a, you know, he, he's, he, he loves the game. He's a caring person. He truly cares about everybody within the program. And, you know, he's just, and he, he comes across like a regular guy, like no ego, um, doesn't, you know, treats everybody respectfully. He will, when, whenever there's people that show up at practice, um, that, you know, just have a special place within that program, whether they're big donors or, or just people that are big supporters, just love app state football, but they come in and they're invited in to watch practice for a little while. He'll take an opportunity to, to go up in the stands when he has a chance during practice and just talk to them for a little bit and say, hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for all you do. It's it's the kind of person he is all the time, whether they win or whether whether they lose. And he's he's received more recognition this week. He's been on college game day um, that than he's ever received in his career. He, he's riding this high like all of us like all of us are. But he's so grounded. You know, he, he shows up to our Tuesday night coaches show and he's the same guy every single week and he's such a pleasure to be around you know we we laugh we joke we you know we we can i can sit there and i can talk to him and he's easy to chat with and um i'm just you know uh, he, i i brought my kids with me 
on on Friday. Here's just a small example. I brought my kids with me on Friday um, because I wanted them to see college game day. So, you know, I do my pregame interview with coach the day before after practice and we're sitting in his office just chatting and, you know, he's totally cool with my kids coming in there and hanging out with them. And while they're sitting there, he tosses them a bag of candy and, you know, and, and just that's just the kind of guy he is. We're, we're so spoiled um, to have somebody like that. But he'd also be the first to tell you that um, a lot of the things that he learned about being that type of person and, and running a program the way that he does comes from Jerry Moore, um, who he played for and is the, you know, the legendary head coach at App State. So um, a lot of it goes back to him and that culture that, that he founded. It, App State does seem unusual among uh, FBS programs. If you can really kind of draw a very straight cultural line over the like last decades, really, of, of, of people that have, have been you know traced back their coaching lineage to Jerry and their program culture. And obviously, it's not exactly the same place as it was in 1987, but there, there's a little continuity there that's uncommon. You know, compare that to Maybe some of the other schools that reclassified or jumped up, right? Georgia Southern's kind of gone up and down a little bit from what they, from what their identity is. Other FCS schools have done that. I imagine that can make things rewarding, and uh, on, on a lot of ways, if you if you connect with that kind of culture, um, and, I mean, and it's working. So 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 cl- so clearly that clearly that helps too. Um, you did mention something else I did want to ask you about here before we let you go. Uh, this was the first week that college game day, first time college game day had ever had ever gone to Boone. And we actually, we, uh, at extra points, we brought in apps, old beat writer, uh, Ethan Joyce to, to write about the experience, mm-hmm. talk to their athletic director, talk to the Boone chamber, head of the Boone chamber of commerce who used to do, who used to do radio. I, I'm wondering here from, from your perspective, having got, having, being able to be there and see everything, how impactful was this, not just for this football program, but, for this community, which is a, a smaller place that relies on tourism and is different from a lot of other college towns. How big of a deal was it really? Yeah, it's, you know, and I'm, I'm really glad that Ethan got the chance to, to write that piece. And I, I really enjoyed reading it and hearing from people like David Jackson and Doug Gill and even Joey Jones, um, who does media relations yeah. and was uh, helping, helping to coordinate a lot of those things. So, you know, I think the thing that it does really stems back to what you were just getting into there, Matt, which is trying to understand the culture and what makes things different on the mountain. The phrase that gets thrown around a lot at App State is it's different on the mountain, it's special on the mountain, something like that. And it's it's hard to really know that until you get a chance to be there. Our coaches love to say that when they're when they're trying to recruit a student athlete, if we can just get them here, now we've got a really good shot. All we got to do is get them to, to, to say that they want to take a visit. Now our chances have increased tremendously. And so what College Game Day does is, yes, it spotlights it spotlights the football program, but it spotlights everything else around it that, that makes it special. Uh, the people, the coaches, all the, the different administrators, the campus, uh, Marty Smith's piece about what it's like living in Boone. And, and, and the thing that I loved about Marty's piece was it helped to uh, it helped to dispel some of the stereotypes about people living in the mountains of North Carolina. You know, there is a lot of diversity here. There is a lot of uh, great things to do other than just, you know, kick the hacky sack around the mall. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot of things that Boone, North Carolina offers. And college game day, as the most watched thing on Saturdays, other than the games, is a tremendous window into what the campus is like. Michigan win provided us so much of that and, and it jumped admissions up sky high after they beat Michigan. This will, this will have a similar type of impact. Um, you know, I, I, right before I jumped on with you guys, I was getting my haircut and, and the woman 
uh, asked me where I went to school. And, and again, I don't live in Boone, but she asked me where I went yeah. to school. And I said, App State. She's like, oh, that's my husband. That's my husband's now favorite football team. Like, is her husband from Columbus by chance or <laughs> Columbus or Austin, Texas? Or <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a, I mean, I, that's where I'm from. And there's, there were a couple of, I mean, yeah. on high street, the main drag, you know, Ohio State's campus, they, they still sell app stuff. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't put a, pr- you can't put a price on what college game day did just for, just for people's uh, perception and recognizing what app state is all about. The Michigan win was all about the football team, but people learned about the school as a result of that college game day provided a a window to more than just football in terms of the campus and the town. At the the same time, the the Sunbelt East and and, and the slate ahead is, is no easy sledding. We've already seen how how difficult, uh, you know, the upcoming schedule is with uh, teams like Marshall and, and others kind of coming back onto it. If they were to run the table, though, there, there's been a lot of talk that uh, maybe App State is kind of the favorite to, to win the group of five bid, given the, the schedule that they've had and and uh, some of the wins they've put up. How, how big would that be uh, for, for the program, especially coming after everybody knows them for Michigan? Everybody understands, uh, you know, knocking off a, a, a top 10 team like Texas A&M. But what would that group of five bid really kind of kind of mean for not only App State, but also the Sun Belt? Yeah, it's 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 a good question, Brian. So. It would be tremendous because it would be another first for this program. You know, they've they've been to a lot of different bowl games and they've won a lot of bowl games. Um, when they won the conference championship game in 18 and 19, they went to the New Orleans Bowl, which which was a lot of fun. It was a big deal for the program. Um, but to go to one of those New Year's six bowls, um, and I believe it's the Cotton Bowl this year, like you mentioned. So uh, that that would be tremendous. You know, uh, people like Matt are really good at figuring out like what the financial impact of that would be from going to, to that bowl. But um, just from our perspective, it's a it's it's another first going to going to a big bowl game that's never happened in the history of this program. You would get another chance against a really good Power Five team. You know, likely a Big Twelve champ unless the Big Twelve champ goes to the playoff. And so, um, but you know, I I think. As long as App takes care of business, and I know we're, we're we still got nine games, ten games remaining in this season for App, so a long way to go. But having a quality win, like on the road against an SEC team, will help them when college football playoff rankings come out. As long as they keep winning before those first rankings are released, so you know while the Sun Belt, yes, it's 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 increase in strength of schedule is going up. People are respecting it more. And those wins will mean more in terms of the way that the the playoff committee looks at it. Um, Also having that major road non-conference win over an SEC team that, you know, is was number six at the time just beat Miami. So they're still considered to be a good team in the SEC West. Um, You know, it's, it's certainly out there. It's something that, that we're thinking about, but we've been thinking about this before 2019 was the last time we had these thoughts and, you know, they, they stubbed their toe on a Thursday night at home against Georgia Southern. And that was their only loss. So we've been in this position before. We know there's a long way to go, but yeah, if it ends up happening, Brian, that, that would be, uh, I don't know if you could write a better story for a season in its entirety, if it ends up with that. Well, we have plenty of reasons to be super excited about the rest of this season, both from these gigantic national stories and, of course, here to our what's going to happen with our friends in the Sun Belt. Adam, I hope that for your sake and for the sake of your friends, you get some tranquility. You get some 44-point games one way or the other in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for taking some time here to chat with us. I, I appreciate it, guys. I love Matt. I love the extra points. I love y'all's podcast. So thank you all for what you do. And uh, shout out, Connor. Got my uh, home field App State shirt on. Love it. Let's get some more out there. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks.
Uh, well, folks, we appreciate Adam spending some time here with us, and we would be remiss if we didn't follow his advice and remind you that not Adam was supporting our good friends at Homefield Apparel, so you should too. The title sponsors of this podcast, the folks that make the most comfortable, unique collegiate apparel from t-shirts to crew necks to tank tops to in my neck of the woods now for i don't know 72 hours before it gets to be 102 degrees again hoodies extremely soft comfortable hoodies we have seen now from uh, both my co-host and adam they make wonderful appalachian state gear i am the uh the doofus here that doesn't have any app state stuff right now i'm wearing miami hurricanes um not for any particular podcast reasons just because i like the shirt and it was clean and this is the only time I needed to be on uh, on television today. But you can get a bunch of other stuff besides Miami and Appalachian State. You can get uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Mac schools. Uh, speaking of Winston Salem, just an hour and a half down the road from Boone, there's a new Wake Forest collection. Uh, if you want to rock Demon Deacons related gear in your life, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and they're they're dropping some more. Uh, uh, I, I'm aware of at least one other North Carolina institution coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, there there may be more. They have stickers. Um, spend some money with these people because then they give a little bit of money to us, which helps us make more podcasts and help us wear uh, comfortable clothes in all kinds of weather. Brian, how what should they do? When they decide they wanted to go spend some money. They should absolutely uh, not only load up on their cart uh, full of not only App State gear, but uh, anything that kind of floats their boat. But uh, make sure you use that uh, promo code, Extra Points. It's Extra Points. That's right. Save save, uh, 15% of that first order with promo code Extra Points at homefieldapparel.com. Uh, I also want to quickly shout out our other new friends here, the the college football degenerates at Meet at Midfield, which you can find at meetatmidfield.com. Uh, a bunch of other college football Twitter friends, particularly around the Big Ten, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, along with a national and a G5 focused perspective. I would say this is the excellent college football home if you know ball and you are a college football Twitter person and you want a different perspective from people that are fluent in internet and fluent in football. You can find it at meetatmidfield.com. Use promo code EXTRA to save 10%. I just did a big Q&A over the last like 36 hours in their forums. We talked about the actual impact of NIL on recruiting. We talked about what institutional alignment actually means. There's some realignment and TV news gossip. Um, also talked about how I think uh, any of the administrators at their website could put me into a garbage can right now. So when we're done, I'm going to go to the gym so I can get swole, so I can get ready to fight people on the internet when they besmirch my favorite team. Meet at midfield.com. Um, it's been a good week, I think, right? Like I, 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 I'm glad we got to have that conversation. I'm glad that Adam is in a place where uh, you can be the voice of a program and be a serious professional and communicate what's happening on the field and also still be a human being that's going to react emotionally be- uh, to what's happening on the field because he is a human being. And I, that is an ethos that I personally strongly identify with. And I think part of that's because I learned how to be a reporter uh, at SB Nation where we were never had, never had that beaten out of us by the AP style police. Um, but I, I, I think that's made a compelling product. I'm glad I got a chance to learn a little bit more about it. 
Yeah, no, that, a terrific conversation. And uh, like you kind of alluded to, I mean, just uh, you, you talk about uh, kind of building up to just a, a wild three weeks. Um, I, I can't even imagine any other program really that has kind of had this kind of stretch like App State has. I mean, you talk about just a, a heartbreaker and, and going into that game against North Carolina. Remember, sold out crowd, a lot being put into that game that they understood that, you know, kind of that quote unquote flagship university coming to Boone, playing in that that atmosphere. Mac Brown, I think we saw 9,000 shots of him in, in, in his old App State days. Um, you know, there was just a lot going on in that game. And then, it, you know, the, the ending kind of lived up to the spilling with the 40-point the fourth quarter. And then bananas. you follow that up and you kind of thought, all right, well, there'd be a little bit of letdown. You go on the road. All right, you'll, you'll get taken care of business uh, there against A&M. And then you pull pull off the shock of all shocks there. Um, you know, Adam did, didn't mention, but I, I was listening in uh, to that call uh, on the Varsity app. And, you know, they're they kind of talking about well, maybe this is like the, the 1B to, to the old uh, 1A of, of uh, App State, Michigan. So, uh, you know, massive win, and then then the hail mary. I mean, it's just like, what what more can you do? That just in terms of the season of college football, when when it is written at the end of, at the end of the year, yes, we'll be talking about Georgia, Ohio State slash Alabama, or whoever went in the national title. Sure, there will be a, some other crazy moments coming on, but but App State is is firmly a part of that that story of the twenty twenty two season right now. It it is definitely the most fun story of September. I'll worry about November and November. I can I I, I can barely worry about next week. I'll focus. Well, I'll talk about the college football playoff when it's later in October. For now, I want to enjoy this, and I want to enjoy the other weird things that are happening. You can also catch up with more of our coverage about what's happening all over, not just college football, but all over college athletics on Collegiate Sports Connect, where Brian has been producing a lot of video work with uh, head coach you and, and Brian's additional conversations with Bronco Mendenhall as they kind of following up on some of the conversations we had earlier this week about, you know, hey, there's some open gigs you happen to be a highly decorated head coach who might be looking for a job. How do you respond to being tied to those kinds of things? Uh, and it's, it's been an esoteric week on extra points. We uh, uh, wrote about uh, Barstool's uh, NIL forays here. We have the, the aforementioned story about Appalachian State and College Game Day and what that man in Boone talked to a couple of athletic directors at Christian universities about what they think it means to be a Christian athletic department. And, and how you try to live those values in a complicated world. Um, and I'm working on something for next week that, in the spirit of Extra Points, is both uh, analytical and thoughtful and extremely stupid. And I can't wait to share it all with you. This is the gamut we get to run thanks to your support uh, with the D1 Ticker Extended Universe, Collegiate Sports Connect, and ExtrapointsMB.com. Brian, anything else we need to plug before we let these fine people go? No, I mean, I think that uh, pretty much covers it. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, give us five stars if you can. That uh, helps everybody kind of find the podcast. While you're on that podcast app, go ahead and uh, subscribe to Head Coach U. You know, I, I think App State was a, a bit of a... a uh, a segue for us uh, there in, in talking with Bronco just about how you kind of manage and, and go in and, and approach those two-minute drills, uh, those Hail Marys. He had a very famous one at, at Nebraska that we kind of talked about as, as well. So we just got into a little bit of, of that in, in terms of a coaching perspective, but uh, be sure you're subscribed to that as well. And uh, yeah, we've got a ton of great, great content uh, and, and the best place to find it is there on, on the D1 ticker. That's, uh, uh, you know, not only is it your favorite uh, athletic director's uh, first read in the morning and, and last read in the, in the afternoon or evening uh it, it can be yours too uh, as it's filled with uh, a bunch of content that both are we are, we have produced and our, our colleagues as well it, it really is the most read uh newsletter for just about everybody that works in this industry your favorite reporters your favorite a lot of your favorite coaches and almost certainly your alma mater's athletic director reading this they're not all reading extra points for those of you that aren't 
My email is matt at extrapointsmb.com. You're missing some good jokes, in my humble opinion, but they're definitely reading D1 Ticker, so you should as well. Hey, thanks for thanks for sticking with us here. It should be a fun weekend. We'll catch up with you on the internet and on your podcast app very soon. <laughs>